Welcome back to the Rookie and the Vet podcast. We're excited to be speaking with Todd Mitchum. This is our third episode speaking with Todd. And today we're going to talk a little bit about Use It, which is super close to my heart. This is part of what really took me from being that very shy, very introverted guy who, when I started telling people that I was in the event industry, who had known me in high school and a little bit out of high school, were like, wait, you're doing what? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody could really believe that that's what I was doing because while I was kind of like the class clown, I would would kind of uh, consider myself like the closet class clown. I'd be like that guy that's in the back of the room that like says something really funny, but then ducks under his desk so nobody (laughs) knew it was me. And, um, and so when I, when I first met Todd and I first, and, and Todd in, in earlier podcasts, you, you talked about the, the time when you came on stage at mobile beat. And I actually believe I was there for that. I remember that presentation. And then I remember later on meeting you again and having the opportunity to do a more intimate workshop, which is really when we jumped into this use it concept, this mentality, and it, it really elevated my confidence. It really elevated my presentation. And it's the premise that, Nick, you can attest to this, that every new person that comes to my company, that's the very first video that people still watch. I have that video and it's the very first video I have people watch when they work with our company. So I'd love for you to just to share with our listeners a little bit about what the use it mentality from the person who it came from. All right. Well, good. And it has evolved over time. So um, I, I've done it also now in a business context, but let's, let's start back at the basics. It basically came, it was born out of an idea that I'm going to, you know, things are going to happen in my life. And so I'm going to take them and do and use them to do whatever I need to do next. And the way it was originally birthed is I was on stage in Chicago back in my first early entertainment days. And when I started on stage, I was the youngest guy in the room at the time. And I would go up on stage and try all these new things. And the other DJs that I worked with, the other entertainers would haze me. They would turn off my microphone. They would turn off my music. They would then, if I go up on stage the next time, they'd shut the lights off. They were just doing it to torture me because I was the youngest guy and I got hired to do all these things. And they just weren't on board yet. And what I learned, what I did was I had two choices there. I could either be defeated and quit and go back to my hometown, or I could go, look, I got one choice here. You know, I don't have two choices. I'm not going back home. So I'm going to do something with whatever they do to me. So then I would go home and invent ideas or create ideas that, and things I would do to counteract what they were doing. So if I got on stage and they turned off the light, unbeknownst to them, I had a handheld spotlight that I bought and I came out and pulled that out and used it. If they turned off my microphone, I developed a really loud whistle and clapping my hands and all these nonverbal techniques to get the audience to still do what I wanted. And so I, so that, so I would do that if the mic went out, if they turned off my music, I would just be on the mic and I would go, Hey, I'm glad you turned off the music. I just want to hear the audience right now. So everybody just do and say what I do. So it got to the point where no matter what they threw at me, I had a counterpunch for it on stage. And what it was happening is that inadvertently as a performer, it was making me better and better and better and better. So I could handle anything, a drunk 
party person, you know, someone wasted. I could handle the equipment failures. Later in my career, when I was speaking and I started doing presentations and leadership development, if my PowerPoint presentation went out, I just kept going because I would memorize it because I thought, what can go wrong during the presentation? The PowerPoint can go out. My mic can go out. What will I do if that happens? Oh, if my PowerPoint goes out, I will have memorized my presentation and I will just keep going until we figure it out. So I just, I just leveraged that learning. Then what I did to accelerate that is I took um, five levels of training at Second City in Chicago, which is improv training. And so then I added improv training into that philosophy. Well, if you've never been in an improv class, improv comedy has one key element to it that many people don't know about. And that is you never deny what's happening. So if I'm in a scene with you and I say, wow, that's a great red shirt and you're wearing a blue shirt, you don't go, really, my shirt is blue, not red. You don't deny that I said that. You don't try to fix it. You go, red? Oh my God, you know, I'm colorblind, you know, that kind of thing. So you, you use whatever I'm saying. So I married those two things together. And then as a performer for the next 10 years of my career, I was, I was able to handle virtually anything without losing my mind. And so from a performance standpoint, or if you're a speaker, because I teach this now in presentation skills courses to like Fortune 500 companies, it's the same philosophy. Whatever's going on, someone's not giving you enough audience participation. Someone's rude to you. Someone has terrible feedback. Some, your microphone stops working. Your PowerPoint stops working. You got to use it. You got to use it and do something with it and, and prepare for that. The other thing I would say to people is, and, I, and David, you probably remember this, I would say, look, your microphone going out as a performer is not a shock. You act like it's a shock. Oh my God, my microphone hates me. How dare my microphone stop working in the middle of my conversation? But you know that's a possibility. You know it every time. I don't care how you prepare. You know the power can go out. You know the music cannot work. You know the computer can crash. You know the mic can, you just, you already know this stuff. These are knowns. These are not unknowns. And so to not prepare for them is just lazy. You've got to get ready and get prepared. If I have a drunk guest, how will I manage it? If I have a microphone crash, what will I do? How will I get control of it? How will I do something with it? And how will I then move forward from it? And so that's how Use It started. Then what I realized is that it was really later in life, I realized this thing is a life philosophy. It's not just for performance or speaking. This is actually a way to live your life. So I built it into an acronym. So I'll tell you what the acronym is. You guys want me to do that? Let me tell you that. Please do. Okay. So the acronym for use it is really simple. The first one is understand the big picture. That's the you. Now, what do I mean? The big picture is not just the big picture to you. It's what's most important to the situation. So for example, if I'm out with friends and I don't like sushi, I mean, I do like sushi, but let's say I don't and they want to go to a sushi restaurant, I don't throw a tantrum and act like a child and get all angry and freak out. I just understand what's most important, which is the big picture, me hanging out with my friends, right? If I'm, if I'm working and my meeting didn't go as planned, I don't obsess about it and freak out. I understand what's most important is that my team understands what we're doing and the goals and the communication of the meeting. So the first one is understand. Understand the big picture. That's the you. S is, um, is to say my attitude dictates my experience. So it's literally saying, 
if I'm understanding the big picture, it's next is my attitude. And that's where it all starts. And I tell stories and I use it as in the book. And I tell a story of a guy at an airport who was having an attitude meltdown and he was drunk. And the, 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 the TSA guy said, can you please take your computer out of the bag? And he goes, you do it. And he threw his computer bag at this TSA agent and hit him. Well, they detained him and they searched him. They, I guarantee he didn't take his flight because he was drunk. All he had to do was have a different attitude, right? And, and go back to the you, which is what's most important. What's the big picture? I need to get on my plane. Instead, he lost sight of that and he didn't use it and he got detained, right? So that's U.S. So then there's E, which is uh, evict your ego. So this is the other key piece. The ego in this context is that part of me that wants to win. I have to win. You know, guys on social media fighting with each other, that's their ego. I can't let it go because I have to win this argument and no one ever wins the argument. So in a relationship, if your ego is dominating you, then that means whatever my spouse or my partner or whoever, whatever they say, if I don't agree and my ego runs the show, I have to win at all costs. And I will ruin the relationship in that moment just so I can be right. That's the ego. So you have to evict your ego. And then that helps you get your attitude in check. And then that helps you understand the big picture. So that's U-S-E. The it in use it. So the I is I assume nothing. Now, people have questioned me on this. They push back. They're like, you assume nothing? What about, you know, your kids say they're going to go to bed. You're not going to assume they're going to do that? No. I'm going to verify it. I'm going to help them. I'm going to guide them. I don't assume anything about anyone because if I do, I'm probably going to be wrong. And I, I say to people when I give this presentation, how many people in the audience have made an assumption about something and they were dead wrong? And every hand goes up. And I go, now, here's what's worse. How many of you made an assumption about something? You were dead wrong, but you took action about, uh, based on your assumption. You took some kind of action, which was then also wrong. So what do you do to replace assumption? You replace it with verification. You replace it with understanding. You replace it with learning. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is if you evict your ego and check your attitude and then focus on the big picture. So then the T is very simply, this is not personal. So when people are attacking you on Facebook, they're attacking you on social media or anything that feels like it's an attack, the guy cuts you off in traffic, whatever, None of that's personal. Everyone's doing their best. And something you said earlier, David, we're all making the best decisions in the moment that we can. If we had better information and we had better, better understanding, we would make better decisions. But in the moment, we're doing our best. So T is this is not personal. So now if you think about it, U-S-E-I-T, so it wraps itself into a mentality. If you are doing those five things on a daily basis, every time you face something that's a challenge or frustrating or or just drives you crazy, what's your, you know, all your stressful situations, you're more likely to remember to pull through them differently. You know, and a lot of times each one is different based on the circumstance. You know, when I got in my car crash, I could have very easily hated that woman who hit me forever, but it wasn't personal. And I can't assume that she was just some, you know, idiot who made a mistake and I should hate her for the rest of her life. She just did what we all do. Every person who has a cell phone who has, has at some point been distracted by it. Me, you, everybody. Not one of us is, has, has, has gone through life and not made that mistake. At, in the beginning of smartphones, everybody did it. 
people had blackberries and they were typing full emails driving with their knees like it just it was the it's the culture so i can't assume that someone knows better right if they knew better then it wouldn't have happened so it's a use it it's a mentality now that i use in life that i teach people to use in their business and their life it's also a great performance lesson so it's got both wrapped into it that's that's the long of it what I like about listening to you talk about that is that it's like a next level of consciousness for me, even just listening to you explain that, because I had always just looked at it from a performance standpoint. And now listening to that and, and really seeing how all of the, the letters and the acronym are all building blocks towards the next one, yeah. each one of them makes sense that they're all interconnected. Again, it's like I say, it's just a next level of consciousness for me to be able to look at it and say, man, not only can I apply this to my performance life, but I can pre- apply this to my whole life. And, and anybody listening can now do the same thing. That's yeah. exciting to me. Yeah. And they can, I mean, you know, you should write it out, hang it up, <laughs> you know, put it on your wall. Because uh, I can guarantee you every one of those at some point is going to get triggered in your life. You're, you're going to be about to get into a relationship with someone you really care about, and you're going to have to refocus your ego and refocus what's most important, you know, understand the big picture. And, and, they, and they are building blocks. If you do each one of them on a daily basis, you're going to find strength in those blocks. They're going to be a foundation for you. Um, versus if you wait, they're going to be like blocks being thrown at you if you, if you don't pay attention to them. So take them and use them to build something with yourself. That's, that's my advice to people. Yeah, and I'll absolutely include include that in the show notes. We'll make sure and list those out so people have that. Yeah, yeah, definitely can, write those down. They can easily utilize that. And, and like you said, maybe copy and paste that and, and put it somewhere so that it's, and maybe put it in multiple places. You don't have to necessarily put it in just one place. Put it in multiple places so that it's available to you when you need to refer back to it. Man, super helpful stuff. I love that. Good, good. Yeah, I, I, I would I would hang it up and have it and... And um, I would keep it somewhere handy constantly. I think what I'll do, maybe I'll put the, I, I had a blog on my post that was use it or the blog that was on my website that was use it. I think I will, uh, I'll put that back up so people can find it at toddmitchum.com. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask where people could find out more. So toddmitchum.com. So tell yep. me a little bit more about this revamp of Mitchum Interactive. Is that something we can talk about yet or is that? Still- yeah, yeah. We can talk about it a little bit. Okay. Uh, I don't want to get too into it crazy, but um, so two things as I came out of my last couple of business deals, you know, I recognized that I, I wanted, I wanted to get back to some things that I really care about. You know, I, I'm at a stage of life where I'm reflecting on the things that I really enjoy doing. Business has been great. I've had a lot of, of lows, but I've also had incredible highs and done incredible things. Um, and now it was time to reboot myself because I really want to get back to, to changing state, to being out there helping people and, and growing people. So Mitchum Interactive was the, was the company that I had that focused on training entertainers, DJs, even some bands on how to interact with the audience. So that we are rebooting, which I'll, I'm not going to go too deep into. And then the other thing we're rebooting is our performance. So I I brought in one of my old business partners from the days when we did interactive comedy you can dance to. We're rebooting that whole show. We're going to bring it to places like Universal and other places again as an audience interactive show. Two entertainers, one DJ, scripted material, scripted interaction with the audience, high energy, things that we're missing in our society. They go to a concert now and people won't put their phones away. It's like they videotape the whole concert and, or they record, I shouldn't say videotape. Mm-hmm. They record the whole concert instead of just being in the moment. 
this show puts them in the moment because we do, we have a concept in the show called be fun, be cool or get busted. So basically what we say is the rules, those are the rules of our show. So the rules are be fun. So that means if you're dancing, having a good time, you bump into somebody, um, you, it's okay. You know, being fun is about enjoying the moment. Being cool is about if you do bump into someone, you don't freak out. You know, we're all one audience. We're all one group. We're here to have a good time. So that's being cool. If you're not fun, you're not cool, you're not participating, and we catch you, we're going to stop everything we're doing, and you're going to get busted. And what that means is we're going to point you out to the rest of the audience who is in there working hard, sweating, dancing, clapping their hands, having a good time singing, and you're going to get busted because you're the one guy in the front with his cell phone texting grandma or whatever you're doing. We're not going to allow that at the show. So it's be fun, be cool, get busted. It's got a lot of fun in it. It's very kind of irreverent. You know, it's kind of in your face but it's done in a way that's really fun. We don't take ourselves too seriously, um, but it's, it's a good time. So we're rebooting comedy you can dance to, and our, we, we call ourselves, again, the bad boys of live late night. So that's what we're doing. We're bringing that back, and it's very tongue-in-cheek. We're not taking ourselves seriously, so don't, sure. don't think it's like we're cool. We're just we're having fun. You know? So that's what we're doing. So we're revamping Mitchum Interactive, rebooting the show, while doing, I also do presentation skills and speeches and all that other stuff. So just a new level for my life and my career. And I'm very excited about it. Busy, busy entrepreneurial mind. Fun, I love it. Fun, I love fun. it. Well, that sounds like a great show, man. I'm going to have to definitely come out and, and yeah. check that if we out. We hit Universal Studios soon. I will let you know. Please do. Please do. We're not we far away over. at all. Yeah. We're not far away at all. Maybe I'll, I'll be able to make a guest appearance with you guys. Sometime. That would be fun. That would be, that. That. be a lot of fun. So more well, to follow. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast as well. I know you have a podcast. Yeah, so I, I launched, I relaunched it. I did it, you know, and this is one of those moments in my life that I'll be kind of humbled about. The first version of the show happened way earlier in this year. It was called Look Up Men. So it was about men, which I really felt. I had taken some personal journeys myself that were a struggle. I've had a lot of uh, adversity in my personal life that I had to deal with. And so I revealed a lot of that, but I did it in a way, admittedly, the show was for men, to rebuild men. Um, what really sparked it is there was a guy in my town who had gone through a horrible divorce. He really fell apart in his life. He was going to lose his full time with his kids. He was running out of money. He couldn't get a good job. And he literally put a shotgun in his mouth mm. and killed himself. And so I started asking around my guy friends, like, who else is struggling? I'm struggling sometimes with personal stuff like you know, a divorce or whatever. What are you guys struggling with? And I got these stories after stories. Guys, you know, by the way, David, like that were emailing me, messaging me going, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. I don't know who to talk to. I'm struggling. I felt the same way. So I, I got kind of frustrated and I wanted to do this show. So the first version, the first season, which I've taken down now, but it was kind of rough. It was like me being sort of pissed off for these guys. You know, I was mad for them. And I was trying to be their voice. And so I would point out topical stuff about the culture and toxic masculinity. And I got kind of frustrated about it. Then I stopped doing it. And I had a, a big business thing that I did and, and went and, and did a, a cool job. And then I came back and I was like, you know, these guys are still struggling, but I was kind of letting my frustration and their struggle come out. I want to do it differently. I want to help them. I want to really embrace the struggle, but I want to do it in a way that's more kind. So I relaunched Look Up Men, but this time it's, it's, it's business and life mastery. So it's like talking about overcoming obstacles. You know, each week it's me doing what we just did on your podcast in the sense that I'm giving them lessons every week and whoever's listening gets to take that and, and make it part of their foundation. 
And I talk about like struggle. I talk about men being afraid to talk to others, men being afraid to share when they're, you know, when they're having a real hard time with something. And so they internalize it and then it ends up destroying them. And so I talk about those things. I use stories from my own life that are very revealing and personal and I'm just honest. But at the same time, I'm saying, look, man, you're, you're not dead. So you're not done. So every show is about building them up. And we do it on, uh, I do it on Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, every, three days a week, every week. And, and it, it's so far, it's really been great. And, and guys write to me and tell me that it, it helps them. It makes them feel like, they can be real with what they're going through. And I think, you know, the suicide rate among men, especially men over 40, is 80, makes up 80% of successful suicides. 80%. That's staggering. That's terrible. A lot of them are military vets. A lot of them are guys that are over 50 that have lost a sense of belonging in the world. And it's a tragedy. And it, and it doesn't have to happen. And the reason it happens is because no one's talking to them. We vilify them. I mean, how many days and every day in the media, men are vilified at an alarming rate. Right. So we're vilifying them. We do that very well. We tell them to change their behavior, blah, blah, blah. But we don't teach them what's good about them. We don't help them. We don't listen to them. We don't support them. So, so that's what this show is about. It's about looking up. It's look up men. So it's about men looking up towards a better future, reclaiming themselves, really just getting control of their own life and any struggle that they're having. That was the focus of it. Okay. And it's one of those projects that whether it makes any money or not, I don't care. It's really, I'm doing it because it should be done. That's why I'm doing it. I think that's a lot of how Nick and I kind of went into this podcast was, you know, Hey, if we make money from it, whatever, that's, that's just, uh, that gives us the ability to make it bigger and hopefully reach a larger audience and affect more people. It's not about putting more money into our pockets necessarily. It's right. about, utilizing that revenue to build a bigger message. So that's amazing that you're doing it. And that can be heard, I'm assuming, on pretty much anywhere where you can listen to a podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's on iTunes and Spotify and all that. But you can also, if you just want to listen to it direct, you can just go to toddmitchum.com and click on podcast and it'll take you right to the page. Or you can just go to lookupmen.com. It takes Perfect. you to the same place. So Perfect. yeah, listen to it, enjoy it, bookmark it, whatever. But, um, but if people, people have topics they want me to talk about or if they... A lot of times I'll answer questions from actual listeners. You know, guys will say, you know, I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing, you know, sometimes it's like I'm dealing with a divorce and I don't know what to do and I'm struggling or, you know, I've lost my job or I'm frustrated with my life or whatever it is. I'd rather they ask me and I help them on, on the podcast than they do something terrible and, yeah. and you know, take themselves out, which is, which is a real struggle right now for a lot of men. What you're doing is truly incredible. And if, if you're, they're getting as much value as I've gotten from this episode, I, I just all the all the credit to you because it's what you're doing is absolutely incredible. So, no, thank you, man. I appreciate really, that. You guys yeah. are great. Well, it's been a lot of fun talking to you guys. No, this has been a lot of fun. And, and Todd, I, I, just listening to you, I, I'm sure the listeners can tell you're a super busy guy. So it means a lot to me and Nick that you took the time to sit down and talk with us as long as you've been able to do today. Do you have any closing kind of remarks or just maybe some last advice to, to offer to the listeners before we wrap things up? Yeah, I think uh, if I were going to give anybody closing advice, just, you know, like I said, in one of the other times we were talking that you know, this is, this is your time, whatever time it is, if you're still breathing, you still got work to do. Um, and if you're still living, you still got doing to do and things to become and don't quit, you know, don't give up on yourself. Like forget about it. What everyone else thinks or says, don't give up on yourself. You know, like Nick's story of his accident, my story, you know, we've all been through something. 
this is your time. You know, whatever time you're in is your time. So you've got to, you've got to reclaim yourself. You've got to get through your obstacles on your own. You can do it. You can, you can push through anything and I'm living proof of it. So if I can sit here and have this conversation, it means I've gotten through a lot to be here. So you can too, whatever it is, whatever it is. And if you ever need support or help, reach out. I'm, I'm happy to talk to all kinds of people. So I'll leave we you. Really, we really appreciate you being on today. Nick, any closing remarks from you, bud? Todd, I really just appreciate you being on. This conversation has been awesome. Just thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Thank you guys for doing it. I'm proud of you guys for doing this. It's awesome. We've had a great time today talking with Todd Mitchell. And we thank you so much. Be sure to check our show notes for the information that we discussed in the podcast. We'll also put a link to Todd's website in there so you can reach out to him directly. Uh, definitely champion you for everything you're doing, Todd. And and don't know bef- if you knew before how big of an influence you've been on my life before this podcast, but uh, I'm glad I've had the opportunity to share that with you. And I hope that in the future, we get to share a lot of more fun times together and and create some more fun memories. So thank you again for being a part of the podcast. Thank you, guys. You've been listening to The Rookie and the Vet. We'll see you guys next time.